Hello and welcome to Manners Mattered 2. This is not your grandma's etiquette. This is real life practical conversations on how to be your best self. Your hosts are myself, Rachna Adianthaya, founder of Create My Change, which focuses on business etiquette, image and personal development coaching. My co-host is Julia Estevi Boyd international etiquette and protocol consultant with a focus on teaching real life skills important for your professional and your personal success. Hi Julie are you there? Hi I'm here. Oh how are you? I'm good well I'm still recovering a little bit from my bronchitis but working my way through it. Okay. How are you? I'm good I'm I'm Fairly healthy, I say. Um, you know, we've had a tough couple of weeks, so um, just trying to get back into the groove of things. But um, today we have the exciting topic of email etiquette, and it's something that we both feel like we get asked a lot. In fact, we did um, an interview recently with Insurance Net exactly about this point, and so. Just delving in, I know that tech is so big. I, I use the voice recognition feature on my phone to compile text messages all the time. And sadly, most of the time, it doesn't quite say what I'm supposed to doesn't It doesn't translate. Um, I don't know if you do the same, but I'll look down and it's got a whole it's got half of it right and I think the more you use it uh, the better it gets um but I tend to use that with friends um or family that I'm close with and they would understand or I just can't type at that moment in time um if it's something much more serious it's something that I would want to ensure that it was 100% right, then I would probably type it um, or at least go back and re-edit. So there's all these options that are available to make our lives easier, but sometimes it feels like with all these options, there's just such a, there's just a larger scope of getting things wrong. And that's where I wanted to begin today. What, what are your thoughts on on that? Well, I am very ashamed to admit I am not tech savvy at all. I have no idea what I'm doing. I am utterly useless. The problems I have, you know, are traumatizing when I'm trying to figure out, you know, certain technical aspects of using my laptop and whatever. And I'm very fortunate that I have a husband who is super tech savvy, who always, you know, is able to sort of come in and, and help um, with these kind of things. But I don't even use that. I don't send voice messages. My daughter sends me voice messages right. all the time. And she does this, you know, what, what you do and yeah. it translates into texts. And yeah, it's full of grammatical errors, but I don't even know how to do that. Right. But uh, I'm definitely much more a sort of, you know, responding in writing kind of person. Mm. And my children actually laugh at me because when I respond to all the WhatsApp messages and whatever, it's always very grammatically correct. I have my full uh -huh. stops in place and I have my explanation marks. And they find this really funny because, you know, I don't know, they, they send messages with, you know, these abbreviations, with yes. just letters. Um, that you have to sometimes you have to analyze and think what does that mean yeah you know these five letters together yeah and then it's like you figure out okay it means I don't know yes, <laughs> or IDK, yeah. uh, who cares or whatever so it's very, it's very funny for me but when it comes to things you know particularly email etiquette I think you have to be very careful yeah. You have to really think about who is receiving that email, why they're receiving it, who is involved. And it's an impression that you're giving. And nowadays, when you send an email to somebody or respond, it can be your very first impression mm. that you're giving. So they're not hearing your voice. They're not seeing your eyes. They're not seeing how you look on the day. They're looking at the printed words. 
So it's actually really, really important that everything is is grammatically correct, worded in the right way and appropriate for the conversation that you're having. And conversely can be true because, as you said, you know, your children use um, text speak and they use short forms. And I... I'm in the same camp as you. I'm quite traditional. I still use sentences, although they can get a bit skewed when I'm using the voice memo stuff. Um, but either way, it's um, it, it's full words. I don't tend to abbreviate. Um, and so conversely, if you're speaking to someone that's from from like in your children's generation you can come off in a certain way too because Mm. you're not conversing in their language it's it's essentially it's like different languages um that I think is more pervasive now with the tech uh that we're trying to grapple with and that's what I'm hearing from many employers as well is that these graduates will come into the workplace and they really they do speak a different language they do approach emails in a different and slightly less formal way um i've certainly received it and it's not that it's wrong it's different and the onus is this is where i think the onus is on the company or the business to really stipulate what they expect from their workforce so what's the image that they want to portray and if it is one of formality or if it is one of you know full sentences and it's not hey dude yeah this is great you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) then that needs to be conveyed and that actually needs to be implemented and and taught in many cases because it's not something that are the youth and I sound so old, the youth, but um, it's not something that is being taught anymore. It's it's seen as a little outdated. Um, and I think we're at that, that strange sense of, okay, what is accepted? Like you could work for a creative company and every, you know, it's dressed down and it's, um, the, the language is more fluid or you could work in a law firm where you're in a suit and your language has to be a little tighter. It's it's knowing the boundaries. And I think that's really where where the issues lie is, is people don't know the boundaries. They don't know what's accepted. And I think what the company or the business is trying to portray, um, that's certainly exactly. what exactly. I I agree, think. I agree. And I think... At the end of the day, the onus is on the companies Mm -hmm. to let their employees know what their, how their, you know, workplace environment is and how they deal with their clients and how they want to portray themselves. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with having a more informal way of communicating. It's really not wrong, especially now, as you were saying, you know, you're dealing with a generation that is brought up a little a little bit differently mm-hmm. so perhaps we don't always have to say dear sir dear madam yes. dear mr mrs and uh you're sincerely and you know yeah. follow these kind of rules but employees need to know what is expected of them and if that is expected of them then they, yeah. they need some kind of training or they just need a little introduction and on how to behave in because it's an impression of the company, isn't it? It really it's, is. Um, yeah. An extension of what the what the brand particularly is. I do always personally tend to err on the side of formality, and um, I do receive emails that will randomly appear and say "Hi guys" or "Hey you" mm-hmm. and these kind of things. And I always respond a little bit more formally than that. Whether that gives the wrong impression to them or not, I I do personally prefer that as because I think it's a little bit respectful. It shows how you know how I behave. Mm-hmm. But then things can progress 
to become a little bit more lighthearted at a later date. But I always think when even when it comes to this kind of thing, first impressions are really important. I agree. I think that um, there's an establishment of a relationship at the start. It is more formal because you just don't know them. And with email, it is it is more conversational. It is something I. I agree when you're compiling an email, you start off with a dear sir or dear Mr. Whoever or Mrs. Whoever. Um, but as the thread goes out, you don't have to keep a dread. I mean, it's, it's like, it's a conversation. It's a continuum. So you do have that leeway to just continue that conversation uh, without having the formalities. And that's, I think how it evolves. Mm. It naturally evolves. It's not something I, I think it would be strange to start off going, hi, Greg. You know, you've never met Greg. <laughs> you don't know if he wants to yeah, be called Greg. Exactly. Uh, it's just yeah, really exactly. strange. Um, so I, I do think there's just so many areas that are blurred and people feel confused because they really don't have a good idea of what that brand or that business expects from them and and that's really where um whether where the business has to step in and say this is what we expect from you um this is how we expect you to correspond with people and that's something that i've noticed post-covid is becoming much more apparent and i mean maybe that's something that we should be instilling in our children at school who knows um but it's it's you know when we talk about email etiquette that's that's a biggie that along with um don't reply all on a group text to say thank you (laughs) it's the word it's just my pet peeve is when you've got like 20 thank yous and it's just filling up your inbox yeah on a on a only reply all if it's relevant to the 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 mainstay of of the conversation, and that you can thank someone individually. Um, in my opinion, well, yeah, I just that no, me I agree. I agree. I agree completely. You start with this chain of emails. Um, it just gets bigger and bigger and longer and longer and it's completely irrelevant and then you have to switch off and, you know, so, yeah, you you have to have a look and see is it relevant enough for you to include everybody or do you just respond to the, the person directly themselves? Although sometimes if you receive an email and you don't reply all, then other people might think, oh, oh, 20 people have replied to this and she hasn't. Right. So she's, has she ignored it or whatever? So it's really fine tuning and it's, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? Mm. But it's, it can be important. So it just takes that moment to think about it. Now I do know, okay, I get multiple emails that I have to sift through. Yeah. Um, I have to sift through my spam folder as well in case things get missed. And it, it's time consuming, but there are some people, so for example, my husband, he has hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of emails literally every day, yeah. every day. And he cannot respond to every single email mm-hmm. because he has a job to do. He yeah. has to work, you know, in the corporate environment. So then he just has to look at the headline you know at the subject line yeah and he has to see okay what is important for me what do I prioritize and sometimes people will say oh you didn't respond to this email that we sent two days ago and whatever and he's like yeah but you know it didn't seem particularly relevant to me and perhaps it was yeah but maybe the subject line wasn't enough Mm -hmm. for him to think it was important right so Again, these things are very, very difficult to manage, depending on your working environment. Yeah, I, I agree with the subject line. I I think that if it's something that needs action, then that's something that you can put in your subject line. But also if it's uh, a reach out, then 
your subject line has mm. to grab their attention for them to open open mm. that because as you say you've got hundreds of emails to sift through and you have your job to do and so you you want to tackle the ones you need to do um and i i'm guilty of this or i'll file things away thinking well i'll have a look at it later later really doesn't come um it's usually all the <laughs> it's usually all the shopping stuff um i think <laughs> i think that's a good thing that it doesn't come that often but it's the black hole, isn't it? You open it and then you're like, oh, look, they've got 40% off. Uh, and so that's why I have to just take it out of my inbox, take all that stuff out. But um, it's it's the same thing. If As soon as I file things away or as soon as I group things and put them in another folder, I rarely go back and look at it. I know. It's just what is in my, in my inbox. And I'm much more picky about what I'm going to, I, I mean, I no longer hand over my email address. Um, I told you this story earlier, but I recently, I I gave my email address in exchange for some content that I thought looked interesting. And I was just so disappointed in this content. It was just the way this person had described this content, it was going to like change my life. They really, you know, they'd hooked me in. The subject was great. The copy was great. I thought, oh, wow, this could be the answer to my prayers. So I, I handed over my email. I got this. And now this person is just filling up my inbox. So I've had to unsubscribe or whatever. Um, but the point in the, it is, is that the content was so bad. It was so bad. It didn't offer me any value at all. In fact, I just thought I have just wasted 10 minutes of my life that I didn't need to do. Um, that, that, was a, that was a big learning point. If you are going to do this, if you do want to be in someone's private space, and I really regard my email as a private space, then make sure that you offer something that's worthwhile. Because like, that all that did was ruin my relationship not that I have a, a relationship but my impression of that person and what they were going to offer so now I just I don't open them I I have unsubscribed so um there is there's there's a fine line you know you you want to get up and up and in the forefront of someone and if you can get into their email box that's great but it has to be worth it it has to be worthwhile for them to open your email and give you that time. And that's, mm. that's, I think that's a really important lesson um, for, for people to learn because, you know, that, that's like hallowed ground, don't you think? I've, mm, I feel like. I think so. I actually have, um, I have two emails. So I have my business email mm -hmm. and I have my personal one. And my personal one I use for all my private family affairs, etc. And sometimes if I sign up for something that looks interesting, I always use my private one mm -hmm. instead of my business one. Right. Because it means that when I go to my business folder, um, it's I have a little bit more clarity yeah. so I can sift out the sort of spam style things that have slipped through the spam um, inbox and it's much easier. And then, yeah. you know, if it's, if I'm subscribing to something and it's not that important, it's in my, my yes. personal email. So I yeah. can easily just, you know, it's, it's not important. I don't need to look at it regularly like yeah. I do with my business inbox. Yeah. So I find that makes a big difference for me. And then if it's something that's really, you know, useful, then okay, I start it, highlight it or whatever, and I know it's yeah. there. But it's a way, a little bit of a separation. Yes, I have from, the same, yeah. From from your you inbox. Do, yeah. yeah, it's but it's hard, isn't it? Because you have that separation and I hear I totally hear you. But my personal one just gets inundated because they're selling your data. Mm. And so you you have yes. a whole bunch of things. You're like, who mm. is this? Did I sign up? I, know. I often do like a blanket, you know, tick everything. 
<laughs> Let me just go to elite. Um, oh, I do the same. I do the same. I'm sure everybody does. It's one of those. It's it's just a. It's housekeeping every morning, and I think I just need to just get off the email list. But even that takes time. Um, uh, and um, anyway, the key is is to just. I think declutter, you're absolutely right. If you have so many unread emails in your inbox, it just makes you feel horrible, doesn't it? You open up and you're like, oh, especially in the morning. And that's the first thing you see. I actually don't open my emails first thing in the morning. I um, You don't? I don't. You know, and it's something I have cultivated. Um, many people had said, to me don't do it first in the morning have your breakfast do your breathing your meditation whatever you want to do your yoga uh for me it's i grab my coffee i will have a little bit of me time before we rush the children onto the bus and that's it it's my family time it's my morning so i don't check my email because i think that if anyone really has to get hold of me and it's that important they will text me or call me and then once they're on the bus I will um check my emails and that's when I go through everything and it's it's been so good can't recommend it enough. I should maybe I should maybe try this because I the minute I open my eyes I look at my phone oh. and I go through very quickly, you know, I can see on my screen that I've got certain notifications mm. that could be I don't know, Instagram likes yeah. or messages on Instagram or um, emails to my private account yeah. and my business account and, you know, a variety of things. And I always have a look first thing in the morning. So before I even get out of bed, wow. I'm scrolling through my husband as well. And sometimes we're lying together looking at each other going, good morning, yes. and looking at our phones. And then I think, oh, that's an interesting email. Oh, I must respond to that. And the problem is then you get up and you shower yes. and you sort out your family and you then have your a meeting or you have yeah. something to do. And then you think, oh, uh, I think I had some emails to answer and then you have to go back and recheck them. So perhaps I should maybe follow your advice and just wait for the right moment and sit down and say, okay, so this is my time. I've done, yes. you know, I'm up at six every morning. So maybe I should wait till I've done all the things I need to do and at nine o'clock sit and open everything and go through it logistically and take my time because I do sometimes forget and I have actually had a message from an email from somebody just a, a couple of days ago who said we sent you this message 10 days ago right. and uh, you were going to it was for an interview yeah the one I told you about yes, we were speaking yeah. earlier I told you about this interview and they had sent me a message 10 days ago and you you know you haven't uh, answered the questions for the interview oh, yeah. and I was like oops <laughs> I opened it saw it thought great yeah I'll answer those questions and then yeah life life happened yeah and I didn't do it so I, I read this message thinking oh it's 11 o'clock at night I'll do it tomorrow <laughs> and now three days later I still haven't done it we'll try so, this uh, because it's changed yeah, my life it's a good idea it's just it means that because sometimes you'll see an email from someone that you think oh that's just a lot of work and then it's then it's in your in your head in the morning and you're like, Oh, I've got to get back to that person on that stuff. You've already sort of burdened yourself with all this, what I call clutter that you don't need to do first thing. The first thing you need to do is look after yourself and look after your family. So that's really prioritizing you and giving yourself that morning, that very first piece of sanity that you, you get up you have your coffee or whatever it is that you have in the morning and I I love to just sit for and I do I sit I drink my tea in the morning my coffee and I look out and I sometimes do some breathing and it just it's been such a game changer for me because I then go into the next part going right I'm ready I'm ready for this um I've had my time with my family I've had my time for myself so now I'm ready to give I'm, I'm filling my own cup essentially and it's not a long time it's not it's not long time I get up at six at the same time and 
by the time you've you know you've got the the kids stuff done and and uh, and just manage to have a little breather for yourself it's not huge but it makes a difference it's you know i'm not saying oh i take two hours out of my day i go on do meditation then i do yoga and i'm not and that will be wonderful one of these days i'll get to do it um (laughs) i'll actually get to quieten my mind (laughs) but i even these small steps make a difference not opening myself up to that barrage of these emails coming in because as soon as the email comes in you start thinking about it and your mind is somewhere else and you're not enjoying the moment and these are moments you know that you deserve to have I at least that's the way I see it um I I also think I'm a bit more productive because I go in there and I just um tackle the things that need to be done um yeah are you a little bit more focused are you um are you a procrastinator so for example if you if you open your emails and you go through let's say you have I don't know let's say 10 okay just to talk a random number if you have 10 emails and there's one or two that are a little bit difficult Mm to answer or how are you going to respond or what will be the the progress to follow up with this Mm. do you tackle it head on and say okay I'm going to do this first Mm. or do you push it to the end and say okay I'm going to deal with all the fluff and the Mm. the lighter ones and then deal with that after are you yeah if it's really hard for me to just if I need time to let it sit and there's certain subjects that I want to let it sit. Sometimes it's things that it might be heated and I don't want to give a heated response back. You know, you just need to let it sit and just mm. melt away. But um, other times you just need to give a more research response back. So I will probably do everything that's easy first and I'll get that out the, out the way. And then if it's an email that I have to compile, I will actually structure that email and figure out what it is that I want to get across. Like, what is my take on this? Um, I tend to do, I'm, I'm always, and in my head, I'm always like, there's never a better time than now, right? If you leave this, you're stewing over it for an entire day, which doesn't help you. So if it's something that I'm unsure of, I will just go, oh, I'm not sure, you know, can you clarify? But if it's something that I have quite a good idea about what I want to say, I will communicate that. And then I'll be open and say, you know, please feel free to give me a call or, or please, you know, let's discuss or whatever it is. I won't, um, I, I very rarely just close the door on, on something. Uh, and that's where the procrastination comes in. Cause you're thinking, Oh gosh, how mm-hmm. is this going to be received? Well, yeah, I I do it. I I do it, but yeah, I do I'm, the easy things I, first. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I am a terrible procrastinator, and I know I am. It's one of my weaknesses, and I will have somebody who might contact me with a big project or yeah. something big, and I think, ooh, yeah. this is going to be a lot of work. This mm. is going to take a lot of input. Right. But what I do is I very quickly respond. Right. And I say, thanks so much for your email. This is, uh, of course, something I can help you with. You know, I will get back to you tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, I need to do some research. I need to think about this yeah. or whatever. And uh, I just, and then at least I've done something. Yeah. And then I put it sort of to the side for, for a little while because I think, oh, my goodness, I'm a busy day today. I've yeah. got, you know, two clients and then I have to get my daughter from school or I have to do something. And, uh then I have to find the moment to to do it. And even now, I think I'm getting old. I've started to put in my diary, in my calendar, uh, follow up email. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> Respond, re. But that's the not subject. procrastinating. That's actually getting on with. You're giving them an answer, and you're saying you're giving them a, a timeline. So you're managing expectations. Yeah, that's true. So yes. to me, I would say that if you just didn't respond for four days that would be okay that's where your procrastination has gone gone too far and you may miss the boat on certain things um 
But I I would say that was a really smart thing to do because you're saying, okay, I'm not going to get around to this today, but I definitely do want to broach this. I'm going to put time in my calendar tomorrow when I know I have a bit more leeway to start thinking about this. That's really good time management. And that's that's really mm. smart. Um, I, I try and respond to emails especially emails. I try to respond to all emails and there have been occasions I've missed the boat and I've always been uh, apologetic. I've always said, look, I'm so sorry. I started it, you know, I meant to follow up and I didn't. Um, I think, you know, honesty is always the best policy, but there are times, you know, you, you miss the boat, you, you miss things and we're all human. Um, I also think it's hard. What's hard is following up when someone hasn't, because you don't know whether they, they're not interested or they've just forgotten. Um, I always think that's a hard one. Um, that's why I always respond, even if it's to say, you know what, it's not the right fit for me at the moment, but thank you. Because that way you're not leaving anyone hanging. Yeah. Um, I have a question. Do you... How often do you check your spam folder and what do you do with your spam folder if you see, do you open the spam folder in case you miss something? Do you ever respond? Do you just delete all? I, um, with my spam, I never really open it unless there's something that I'm expecting and I haven't received it and then I'll check it. But no, I don't really, I don't really check my spam folder, to be honest. Once again, if, if someone says, oh, did you receive something and I haven't, then I'll, I'll check it. But for the most part, really, I, um, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's something I should be doing. <laughs> I started doing it recently because I would just never really check it very often and I started doing it recently and what I do now is once a day I just look in my spam folder and I just look at the the tagline you know the mm. subject line and you know usually I would say nine times out of ten I just empty the spam folder straight away mm. don't open anything I'm not interested in you know people reaching out to yes. help me have a better better coverage in social yes. media or or for a new app or whatever. But occasionally I've missed a couple uh, of um, a couple of you know re client requests somehow, uh, and I don't know why. Mm. Uh, so now I check it every day, but I just look at the I just briefly go through it and then delete all. Right. And occasionally I might open one. And then that way, every day I sort of keep on top of it. And I yeah. find that's quite, it keeps everything a little bit cleaner. It does. As well. Yeah, I should, probably should. I Because I have different uh, business email and most of my client requests will go through um, my, a different email. And I think I get most of those um, and it goes through a website um, funnel. So, Maybe I think it depends something. also how much you get because some people obviously have so much spam that it's just too much to go through. Uh, I don't. I, I do get multiple per day, but um, it's quite kind of easy to to manage. Yeah. But I did miss a couple of interesting emails, so I uh, I decided to start doing, don't tell doing me. that. I have to go through <laughs> my spam now. Not do <laughs> it's another it. task I know. another daily task another one oh my goodness well do you what when it comes to social media do you respond to direct messages ah, uh, because i am i, I am get, the social media queen oh, i can't believe you're asking me this <gasps> terrible on social media no, um, but i get direct messages from yeah. random people so do i and i'm sure everybody does and a lot of them are trying to sell something or they mm. want you to you know or it's just hi and it's like well yeah okay i don't hi, know you like, and no but i do don't you check unless, it i i don't i don't check no, it i don't unless it's an actual question about 
work or it's an actual relevant question otherwise I, I don't <laughs> no I'm not engaging yeah, I'm I don't I really don't in fact somebody contacted me the other day with a direct message I looked at it and they'd asked a question and I answered and I didn't know who the person was but I answered the question and then it became just a little bit too personal yeah the conversation and right. I said listen if you want to continue this conversation if you want to book a uh, book book a session with me or yeah or whatever please uh contact me on my email because I don't do I, I don't do direct messages yeah. I don't have time to yeah. answer to direct messages unless I know who you are yeah uh and uh the person said, oh, very sorry for disturbing you. And then, boom, you know, didn't it. email me, didn't contact me. Right. But, I, you know, you, you never know who you're going to get. You never know if it's a spammer, if it's somebody who's want, who wants to. I don't, you, you just don't know nowadays, do you? But you do. You know, and then you think the etiquette of this, is it rude not to respond? Is it uh, bad manners? And, you know, what if it is a real client who might want you? And I just yeah. think, well, look, you know. I just do what I have to do. I'm not being rude by not responding. It's okay not to respond. If you are interested, you will send me an email or you will yeah. follow up or whatever. But I can't go through, you know, 100 direct messages every day to see, you know, who is authentic and who is not authentic. Well, I know that we have talked about social a lot, especially with this podcast and I can't say that it's really our strong point but um there is there is certain things that people say you should do which is engage and I do think there's this there's there's a drive for people to message you and engage with you and it's just this I feel like it's a game it's like oh and then some after like 20 messages you're probably going to onboard them it's it seems, and especially for me, it just seems a little awkward, not very natural. Um, I don't go out and message people and try and figure out whether they're the right fit or whether it, it's a lot of work for, for mm. scoping out whether someone is going to be interested in your product or your service or whatever it is. Um, and it's something that a lot of people do. And I've had a lot, a fair few people um, do the same. And you can, you can identify what they're doing. You know, mm. they're asking this, they're like, oh, and, and, and part of it, it's like this little dance that everyone's doing. I'm like, when is, when is this going to be over? <laughs> am, I, am I the only one? But I'm like, well, do you actually want to know something or are you just trying to humor me and then you're going to go, well, you know what? I, I actually teach people to get better social media exactly. coverage. And I'm like, yes, clearly I do need social media help. I did not need to waste, you know, 10, uh, 10 pace or whatever on, on, on this conversation. So I, I, it is, it's this, it's this dance that, it's almost like it's scripted. I mean, many of them are scripted, I think. And I, 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 I in my head, I'm like, when is this going to stop? When is it going to stop? Someone please answer this question. Is it, it's probably never going to stop, is it? Um, I opt out of that one. That's yeah, why. No, but it's interesting because there's a, I mean, as as two women who are very invested in etiquette in our businesses, mm -hmm. you know, there's an etiquette involved. Should you respond? Should you delete? Should you ignore? And at the end of the day, yeah, absolutely. Sometimes you have to because, mm -hmm. you know, it's not relevant to you. It's not important. And you're not necessarily being rude. It's just like, why would you respond to somebody and say, no, thank you. Yeah. I do not want to pay um, a fee to wear wear your uh, your sports attire because you know we've talked about this before. I get all these emails. It's so funny for my listeners. It's so funny that I get all these 
emails, direct messages on Instagram and Facebook um, of people that want me to wear their sportswear and, you know, promote it. Sometimes they want me to pay to do it, uh, which obviously I would never do. But a lot of the time it's free. Yeah. Like, you know, please, you know, we will send you these free outfits and you can post them. You should them. do it, Julia. Are you kidding? I'm the least. No, I would scare people. I would ruin the company. I would... Mm-hmm scare people off <laughs> I get, <laughs> I I, I the, get sports the jewelry and you oh get the sportswear so I'll get the yeah. bling and you get the sportswear and we can well, maybe we should do a swap I mean you're a bit younger than me so maybe we should do a swap much. Thing. you do the sport <laughs> no. you do the sportswear I'll do the jewelry although seeing oh. that my hand my hands are aging everything's falling apart you know heading south but um it's all good it's though. just like do you respond to these things I don't you know, I no way, I don't. I, I never yeah, respond no to this. Way. I no also way. think, no look, way. they're reaching. It's not a personal thing. That it, no, like, it's you not. talk about the etiquette of this, but there is no real. I don't feel the need to respond because what they're doing mm-hmm. is they're sending me this generic. We, you know, we've looked at your post. Yeah, we think you're you'd be great. The, it's the same <laughs> thing they're sending. So it's not personal to me. It's mm. not someone. Yeah. I feel that they have really gone out on a limb to try and understand who I am. So no, I don't. I don't respond to. It would yeah, take I think forever to respond to all these people out there. But I think if I think if somebody really wants you or wants your information, wants um, to work with you or collaborate with you, they will do it in a more professional way. Oh, yeah, so they will find a way. They will they will find your email. They will reach out. They will say, listen, we find your Instagram feed or uh, we heard about you through this contact. We'd love to collaborate. Can we discuss? And that's a different story. But you get just get so much junk that it's impossible to impossible yeah. to navigate unless you have a team behind you that does it all. But uh, we are independent. Yeah. No, I don't. Definitely don't have a team behind me uh, at this stage. Um, I do. I wish someone would just say, "Listen, you just need to answer." <laughs> you yeah, just need to answer these that. three emails and, and that's it. Do I'll do all the rest. Grocery yeah. shopping. We'll do everything. Yeah, and, um, exactly. That would be great. But until that that's day what we comes, can that's what we <laughs> that's what we can aim for. We can aim for a couple of assistants on the side to just do deal with all this so that all we have to do is go and deliver. Deliver what we like to do best. That would be wonderful. Then you would have to manage your assistant. You realise that, don't you? Oh, I know. (laughs) So, I yeah. It's never uh, ending. But it is, um, I have this story to share, which I think we had, I'd shared it on the interview that we had done recently um, with Insurance Net. But um, it's the, when you're doing a group email, You've just got to be so careful. Um, I remember when I was working in banking, this this poor chap had written an email to, I think it was his girlfriend, um, about how he didn't get the bonus he was looking for and, you know, uh, using some pretty unsavory language about his... Uh, supervise his head of department and his colleagues and how amazing he was and how much he had done and all this it was just really um braggy and really came across pretty badly um and I guess he just mistyped and it went to the whole of EMEA um which is Europe Middle East and Asia so this this email went viral and I remember very clearly opening this up going what and like be reading it thinking what on earth and then just the chuckles that came up from the floor um because everyone was obviously opening it going oh my goodness have you seen this email um they did close it down pretty quickly but not quickly enough because it made the papers and that that guy lost his job it's a very sad and painful mistake to make um 
what is really what it teaches you and we've all done this you know you accidentally send something to someone or you don't attach something or you don't always check your spelling all that sort of stuff it does happen but this was this was terrible because it ruined his reputation he couldn't go he was notorious he couldn't go to another job certainly until things had calmed down because everyone remembered him and his name and the story um i actually don't remember his name now so that's good for him um but i do remember the story yeah and so um um i think you might be on mute julia Well, anyway, the long and short of it is when you're writing an email, this is a tip that I always do and I give to other people, which is don't fill in the two box with the email address straight off, right? Comprise the email. And if you're, if you're copying and pasting the email, I'll often just put it in the, at the top of the email and then I'll write the, the bulk and then I'll copy and paste that whole email into the two box once I finished mm-hmm once I finish compiling the email, because that way, even if you accidentally press send, it's not going to send anywhere. Um, or you can just put your email address at the top if you really want to put something in there. But I don't, I, that's the very last thing I'll, I'll fill um, so that that won't get. Yeah. And also just be careful about what you're going to put. I mean, you're at work. You you really shouldn't be writing uh, and writing about this stuff and um, talking about your colleagues in that manner. And it's just, it's common sense, but, you know, we all slip, we all get a bit comfortable, don't we? Um, and sometimes yeah, that, you I think need that's a bit problem. of a check. Yeah, we become a little bit comfortable and you're in the workplace and then you respond to emails and you respond to personal emails and whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's just about being a little bit cautious because, again, going back to your not necessarily always first impressions. It's just the impressions that you convey about yourself and your behaviour and how what you do can also impact other people. Yeah. So I think this is a, a topic that we could go on and on and on about and we could yeah. say all these things about when to use capital letters and we could talk about punctuation, we can talk about grammar, and we can talk I about I think our listeners so many are slightly, uh, uh, would be slightly offended <laughs> if we did do that and I, I would Yeah, uh, but it's, it's, it comes to common sense, a lot yeah. of it, a lot of it does, but it's, uh, it's, it's still an interesting topic. It is, and it's one that just keeps giving. (laughs) But this is what happens. But this is what happens as well with etiquette. Etiquette is something that evolves, and it has to change with times. It's not like protocol, which is the certain set rules in Mm -hmm. businesses and in different environments. Etiquette evolves. So, as social media changes and as things change, we have to evolve and adapt with it. And therefore, use common sense and judgment at the end of the day. Uh, when it comes to sending any email, responding to an email, uh, reaching out to a new client, it's just about what impression do you want to give? Is it relevant to your brand? And is it giving, you know, are, are you conveying the message that you want to convey? And just taking a moment to, to think about it. Yeah, and it is that moment. I mean, I think that's so important is just to give it that little bit of thought. Um, we're so everything is so instantaneous. We have instant messaging, we have chat, we have, it's it's we're so used to getting an immediate response. Uh, sometimes you just need to take that step back and go, right, this one's this is important. It's not a yes or no, it's uh, let's Let's really think about it and make sure that I'm covering everything so that you don't have the constant going back and forth. That's the other thing. I feel like your inbox gets clogged up because people are trying to reconfirm or understand what needs to be done. Whereas if you were clearer at the, at the start, you wouldn't have the, that traffic. You wouldn't have that back and forth. Um, I also really like picking up the phone. <laughs> I know it's something that isn't used as much, um, but I really enjoy 
picking up the phone and speaking to someone, you get so much more out of it. And then I will confirm things via an email. So it's in writing. Um, but I, I think that's something that we are doing less and less of. And I think that's a real shame. So I, mm, I, I agree. encourage that. Um, I agree. But I know we can, we can go on and on about this for a long time. Um, but, and it's, it's probably something that we'll keep talking about because it's so relevant. I mean, we have so many people that have written and, um, you know, I've been approached on this subject alone from employers that are having issues with new employees on exactly this. So it's clearly, it's a big deal. Um, so it's something that we will, we will do, and maybe it's something that we can do a, a mini, mini course on or something. I'm sure, Um, I'm sure we can, I'm sure we'll touch on this many times in the future. And I agree. I had a woman just to finish off. I had a woman who works for a magazine Mm-hmm. Um, in, in another country and she was just telling me that she has quite a lot of you know I think she's maybe in her mid 40s and she's like one of the managing directors and she has all these younger employees mm-hmm. and she said it's such a, a shock for her to work with these people who are so creative and mm-hmm. so amazing and have such great insights but their way of responding, reacting to emails, to messages, to even moving on to sort of behavior in meetings and these kind of things, she said she's really struggling to deal with it and she really mm. appreciates their input and they're fantastic at what they do, but yeah. she wants things done a certain way and she's struggling you know, she wants to keep these people as employees. She wants to keep them boosting yeah. her business and keep the magazine up and running and alive. Yeah. But she's struggling with managing their the, their way of thinking. So mm. it's a generational thing and uh, we all have to find our way of adapting and blending our knowledge and blending our experiences and finding how to move forward. Again, it's all relevant to the industry that you're in mm. because there are, are, are levels of uh, formality that uh, that will vary. But it's it's a yeah. As always, I think the the topics that we discuss are interesting, and we could talk for hours yeah. about and each individual one. Yeah, and then, uh, as always, we'll have more information um, on our website at Manners Matter 2. And please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Manners Matter 2. And we look forward to speaking again next week. Um, I think we're going to talk about the coronation, but don't quote me on that. So see you then. As always, thank you for listening. We love hearing from you. If you have any topics or suggestions that you would like to be covered, please reach out to us at Manners Matter 2 or follow us on Instagram and Facebook and you can subscribe on the links below. See you next time and remember, be nice and Manners Matter 2.